Alright. Okay, that take that over there. You can take that right out. We don't need that anymore. Uh, uh, let's see. Is, where is uh, the green book poster? Can we bring that in and just like let's let's actually bring them ten of those. We can hang them up on all right. every wall all over. Alright, let me introduce uh, us guys. Steven first. Spielberg, this why is are you a doing sad this? Steven Spielberg. Zach, it's okay. No, it's Zach, it's okay. Okay. This is two thumbs undecided, and this may be the last episode. I think episode. it will be the last Oh, episode. man. Spielberg. Sam, this is Steven really how Spielberg. how to drive a nail into the coffin. We have Steven Spielberg is with us, and if you guys didn't listen to the last episode, first off, shame on you. You should listen to all of our this episodes is, in chronological you didn't, you didn't order. miss much, but... Yeah. But we have Spielberg here who has bought our show and is taking over. I don't know how you did it, Steven if Spielberg. If you want to tell... I don't know how you did it. Our contracts I, I, were ironclad with Radio Free Brooklyn. I, I totally believe that you don't know how I did something. Yo, stop making fun of my... Anyways. I have an okay IQ, um, okay? You have a fine IQ, Actually, Zach. A hundred is ooh, not bad. A hundred is not bad. I expect that from it's Steven right on Spielberg. The money. That, I'm glad you're That canceled. wasn't an insult. That's, that's your actual no, IQ. I'm sorry. You I want me to yes and to that? An you, I'm gonna... I wish I was... I mean... I would strangle you right now. <laughs> Someone should compile a, a bunch of things showing how much I've said threatened you, Sam. Yeah, you've threatened me a lot over the years. Maybe it's a good thing that Spielberg is taking over. You know, what? I agree. No, I agree. I'm it's not a good gonna. Thing. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because this episode, we are, our mission is to show some of the best episodes that we have mm. had so far. Some of the best clips we the have best, had so the far. The best of the worst. Mm. Spielberg, what what happened to you, man? I look at these old videos of you palling around, you know, being young, being young in the seventies, palling around. You being upset that you lost to Jaws you were at the human. Oscars. Like, what? Tell me, tell me what happened. Like, what yeah. happened to you as you got it's, older? Did you just get you grouchy? Know, like, I I was very proud of a lot of my work. I still am proud of a lot of my work. But sometimes you encounter projects that you do that really just showcase kind of just major mistakes you've made in your life. And I think, you know, once I uh, signed on to help you produce this podcast, it really put things into perspective for me. I'm trying to right a big wrong in my life here. Wait, oh, we, were the, we were the people Wait, that so made you. Wait, so your biggest mistake? Yeah. Where your biggest mistake? I mean, more than BFG, more than Big Friendly Giant, because that was a big friendly mistake. If you don't... <laughs> oh. That was a big friendly mistake, if you don't mind me yeah, saying. Please Spielberg. don't mind. The BFG was a treasure. Mark Rylance, Oscar winner. Who? Who the Davy? I've never even heard of that person. <laughs> See, this is why you shouldn't was, be talking that... about film. All right, Spielberg. Here's here's the plan. We're gonna show you some of our mm -hmm. best clips. And we're going to convince you that this show is worth it. And this is all the clips, not from or even our podcast days. That's a whole different, you know, that's when you were helping us. We're going to show you the best of the best. And we're going to begin. We're going to. Thank you for censoring yourself. You're welcome. We have three-year-olds listening to yeah, this radio show. Um, no, no, it's not. It's, it's our <laughs> it's only demographic. I'm three just kidding, four. Mr. Spielberg. We don't. <laughs> Well, once Spielberg takes over, it's going to be like 90-year-olds who remember the heyday yeah. of Spielberg. I mean, I, I <sighs> Anyways. like movies, Mr. Spielberg. Okay, Thank well. Thank you. I don't like your podcast. Oh, I tried. Oh, man. 
this Spielberg guy. So let's start with the first one, which is the very, the second episode, I think the second or third episode, which we had Uncut Gems executive producer on, Oscar mm-hmm. Boyson, came on our show and talked to us, uh, and it was it was simply glorious. So we're just going to play that right now and, you know, try to change your mind. All right. Okay. Roll it, Johnny. Before we talk about your actual, what you what you do on YouTube and some of your more pop culture videos, I want to talk about how your relationship grew through Casey with the Safdie brothers and how you got to meet them and also how you got to uh, work with Noah Baumbach as well. Well, there again, you know, I go in for this interview and I'm kind of looking at this, this, uh, it's the first time I'd seen a New York artist studio, a New York filmmaking studio, really any kind of small business office in New York. You know, space is at a premium here. Real estate is expensive. So people get really creative in the same way that you guys have here mm-hmm. with making the most out of whatever square footage you got. I walk in, Casey and Van's office looks, it's so small. I'm like, who are these guys? Like, is this a real, is this a real thing? They're actually doing it. Um, but right down the hall, Josh Safdie. And uh, so he was working in that building as well. He was one oh. of the first people I met in wow. New York. And to this day, anybody who was there is still at 368. Um, that that building has a uh, a, a, com- a community energy that I, I haven't encountered since, but I'll always sort of aspire to wherever I'm I'm working. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost between Casey and Van, and then and then Josh and Benny and the Red Bucket team, Sammy Lysenko, Brett Jukowitz. Mm-hmm. Alex Kalman, who's who's um, still there. Um, Lena Dunham had a studio there for a bit. Um, I mean, Greta Gerwig. Greta play. didn't have an office there, but but she was in and out and mm-hmm. around for sure. Ariel Shulman and uh, Yaniv Shulman and and Henry Juiced were across the street, um, and huh. and these are all owned by Diane Fink, uh, who's a a, a management. Um, Diane Fink is uh, Diane Fink Management, family-owned uh-huh. real estate management company. So, um, and uh, so we we sometimes call it the Diane Fink School of Filmmaking. That's really interesting, and, and it's special. I I, uh, I think when in the moment it's kind of like uh, it just feels like you're you're on the same wavelength with all these people who are trying to do their thing, and then suddenly. It's like actually other people are interested in that thing that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So to see that all happening at once was really, really positive for me. And at its beginnings too, like yeah, you all were starting off, then kind of rose to where you are today. Right, and like I don't know, a sort of three-year period. I feel like um, the Neistats had their their HBO show. Josh had his. Um, uh, had uh, the camp premiere of Pleasure Being Robbed mm-hmm. with Benny's short film, The Acquaintances of a Lonely John. Mm-hmm. Um, Lena's Tiny Furniture came out a few years later. Oh, Gre- Greta was making so much stuff. But again, she she was actually my roommate briefly. Really? Um, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. So a lot of... <laughs> if you, have you seen Francis Ha? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So that's that was shot in our apartment at the time. And me... Greta and um, and uh, or parts of it were shot in that mm-hmm. apartment. Parts of lots of movies were shot in that apartment. Um, Famous apartment. 
And parts of, you know, actually 99% Invisible did a little, uh, you follow that podcast? No. What is it called? 99% Invisible. Oh, no. It's great. And they, they did a little story on Portland Alley, which is right behind my office at uh, 368 Broadway. It's the only public alley in New York. So I was going to say that is like somehow I had this this magnetism for, for places that have been filmed a lot Whoa. Uh, in, in a lot of different movies. Anyway, so I, I, I think of... Um, I think of I think of Greta more in the uh, in in that apartment in Chinatown and less in the 368 Broadway building. But all of that stuff was happening at once. The Geneve uh, and Henry and Rel had Catfish. That was a, a, a big hit at Sundance. That becomes mm-hmm. a TV show. Um, Didn't so that was, the, make the word Catfish? Yeah. Yeah. That beforehand, I don't know if you knew that. Is like, Catfish the thing where your your internet? And it's when they're... you get coaxed in by like, uh, like someone like if you're, oh, yes, if you think yes. someone's like not what they actually are online. It's right. like if I'd shown up today and you guys, were... <laughs> and you're like a... that would have been quite the ploy. Your whole entire career was just. To... What if I'd sent somebody else I... in my proxy? Would you have known? You I have known. I would know. I uh, I I studied and made sure that I knew what your face looked uh, like. Man, how... that was yeah. a Mr. Spielberg. How that... could you? I... That was yes. supposed to convince me to keep this going. Yes. Uh, that was yeah. the worst <laughs> interview I have ever heard was... in my life. Oh, well, okay. So that was only part of the interview. Here's, I can get why you didn't like that part. Because Zach came off as kind no, of an idiot. Sam, yeah, why? Uh, okay, if you get that, then why was that what you chose to show? I'm just saying that Zach came off as definitely having an IQ of 100. And that's not an insult, Zach. That's just me Mr. saying. Mr. Spielberg, he picked that clip. Sam convinced me before this meeting that apparently choosing the worst one and then ending with the best one is the best way to do it. So I think Sam's the one with 100 IQ, though I've seen his test scores. Right. He actually has a 250 IQ. Well, <laughs> that's not you. a compliment. I'm just <laughs> saying that is what your IQ is. Sorry, I just I just need a vomit. I just need to release some of the terribleness of that off of me let me let me get this straight so you think that green book is in in your mind is green book something that uh when you cannot ever compete with something like green when was the last time you saw racism sam that is (sighs) that's (laughs) (laughs) racism is no laughing matter but um i will say that is a good point well, let me let me let me throw you. Steven Spielberg, else. you Here's actually did. You kind of did solve uh, racism at one point. Uh, Color of purple. I've, I've solved it many times. All right. Well, let's mm-hmm. not. Let's. Oh, yeah. Sure, Mr. Spielberg. Especially with BFG, you solved racism toward big Sam, friendly we giants. Can't I can't keep guess. using the same example over and over. That's like someone in an argument I'm, saying it, Hitler probably did that. It's basically it's 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 we gotta. It's not no, the same thing. I'm just saying, like, thing. that's the easy... I'm, my back is up against the wall here. Spielberg over here is trying to cancel our show. I'm throwing Look, anything. If you want to keep this going so bad, I know who takes terrible shit, and that's Netflix. Just go to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> but your friend Marty Scorsese had a whole movie on Netflix. It's a, it's an Oscar-worthy movie, Yeah, even though you know it's on TV. You know what movie already needs some de-aging? 
Huh. The Irishman. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, fuck Scorsese. I kind of I'm liking this um, Steven Spielberg guy. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I just yeah, like Yeah, this guy is pretty sassy. But this is the same guy that that slapped you in the yeah, face you by the way. So Oh, I, Yeah, maybe so I did. maybe you shouldn't get too close with him. Anyways, here's the next clip. And this is something a little bit more current. It was a great episode with my friend Marina King, who's a uh, cinematographer. Mm-hmm. But this was the first time that she ever listened to Cats. Uh, the trailer, and she had uh, never heard of Cats film. before. So, this is her listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll talk about that after the fact. All right. Anyways, this is the clip. All right, roll it. Anyways, well, one of the biggest, I feel like one of the biggest film news, you can't avoid it, is Cats, a new Cats commercial. Oh. Which is the new, new big <laughs> meme. Do you not know about this? No. Whoa. I'm you telling should... you, I've been in Italy for the past. Like, oh. I went off the grid. Yeah. Yeah, if sorry, this was a visual medium, I would say we should we would watch it and react wait, to it cats? in live time. Oh man, yeah, wait. you should. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's. Is this like? Let me let me pull do you remember, it up. Like, dogs and cats on like VHS tapes. Is that like the sequel of this? Cats? No, this is the musical Cats. Oh, not as that is With, a. Like, um, I didn't want it to be that. So. That yeah. You can count it out. Well, That's let me count you in on watching this real quick. Okay. Um, no. Okay. Cuts. Well, while this Sam's is... off just watching a video. No, I'm um, not. I'm not just watching. Yeah, exactly. Video. Um, I'm gonna show really, her, you, and then we can talk. Do you about know the plot of Cats? Uh, I think it's kind of like a vignette sort of thing. Here, let me. Oh, okay. Play that bad boy. All right, I'm going offline for two minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna turn your mic off. <gasps> Um, or actually, maybe I should t- keep it on just to hear her reaction. The, the, the weirdest thing is, is how they mesh <laughs> the. <laughs> Wait, guys, this is this is legitimate. This is her first one l- night look at the cats trailer. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. they're kind of um, all hot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're the hottest people in the hottest cats in town. Yeah, I think James the- James Corden Corden uh, his cat. Yeah, he's it's- pretty sexy. Oh my god, James. <laughs> There's just like a clue of them climbing up steps for a new life. Um, yeah, but it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of weird. It's a super weird, like uncanny valley. Like I just yeah. keep thinking humans are gonna show up, and then that's and gonna don't. freak me out. I think the story of cats is a bunch of vignettes. I think that's kind of like the thing. There's not really a story. It's just yeah. like we're cats. <laughs> that's see, that's what I get from the from everybody making fun of it. Is it's just like actors just saying who they are and what they're doing like hi i'm bumble snatch yeah wait do you hear the yeah you just Uh, elbows jennifer hudson is an all-star cat there's also taylor swift taylor swift what did i say yep she's there she's the star they must have all got really good like thigh workouts during this they're all crouching well i mean a lot of it's cgi i feel like well i want to well i guess i got some good crouching that's true yeah if nothing, they what if what workout. if this what if they pitched this to them as a like as a workout? It's like You'll we'll pay you. Thunder thighs after <laughs> like, this one. Yeah. We'll pay you to work out. Um, wow, okay, there's good a- cinematography in that though. It's Thomas Hopper. I honestly Thomas. don't can't even say. Is it Thomas Hopper? I thought the guy was, that did King's Speech. My... Yeah. Yeah, it's Tom Hopper. It's that tube. Oh Hopper. yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's definitely Tube Hopper. Wow. Oh man. Yo. That was really cool seeing her listening to the trailer real now, time. And I think it's very telling now that Cats is 19% on Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. 
You know, well, it's, it's not Spielberg on for some reason. Two thumbs undecided. Not actually, our, uh, I've never checked if we're on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. We are on Spotify and on iTunes. Which is kind of cool. Do you know what Rotten Tomatoes is? Zach? Yes, I know what. It's not. A I streaming know what Rotten service. Tomatoes is. I'm just. Try- why would you think? Why would you compare? Look, Rotten we can't Tomatoes keep fighting each other, Sam. Our common enemy is the you're really, man. You're really is- proving my point here. What is your point? My point that here is, is just that, that we're bad. Like, what do you think? Is there something is so and bad <laughs> and trash? I feel like there's something about and fresh. Trash. Oh, wait, are we? Oh damn it! Oh trash! Oh okay. I thought I would get you there, Mr. <laughs> Spielberg. Anyways, I think the next thing that we're gonna go, we're gonna listen to. It has is uh, us actually coining a term that's now in the the Webster's mm-hmm. Dictionary. Um, it's called a film ho. Um, it was coined right. by my, my friend uh, Karina right Dan. Now? Yeah, this is something you I'm know talking about. about. We're going to play the, because the we, clip. Yeah, we, um, you know about that phrase? Are you a film ho, Mr. Spielberg? Think? Well, I think a film. Of course uh, he is, Sam. Of course he's a film ho. Yeah, you're a actually, film ho. Can you just say it that you're a... Uh, he's a what? Um, what is we that? talk about you in this episode actually quite a bit, Where'd, Mr. Spielberg. How do you? In this we, do we? No, we talk about Scorsese. Yeah, but Steven Spielberg, you're a little bit of a, a film bro, wouldn't you say? A film bro? And a film... And a film... Yeah. Are you a film bro? Bro. I mean, I think I am the film bro. Nice. Oh, shit. All right, well, this clip is definitely great for you then. All right, roll it. Uh, so the theme today is um, something that we wanted to talk kind of about yesterday, or last episode, but uh, Karina wasn't here, and I wanted to have Karina on, um, because the theme is film bros. What is a film bro? How to define a film bro? Is there a film... Film bro? Sorry, film bro. (laughs) Is there a film gal? Is there a a film film gal? That's my question. Well... Film bro. I was looking up... Yeah, like Not a different. Film ho. It's a film bro. <laughs> is there a film ho? Is there a film ho? Can anybody <laughs> a film ho? I would. I want to be a film ho. I'm a film ho. I think maybe oh, we should I'm be a the film, film ho. You know, <laughs> I think that should be our our fan base is the film hoes. Oh, but we Yeah, yeah. Film film th- hoes. <laughs> film hoes for life. Uh, if there is a film film ho, as Karina puts it, <laughs> Sophia Coppola. I would say Sofia Coppola. Yeah. Is definitely How about Gre- Greta Gerwig is becoming Greta a film Gerwig ho. as well. Yeah. She's well, like an upcoming film ho. But if we're talking about if it's the antithesis of the film bro, which is these... It's Sophia. Is I think man, it's Sophia. Uh, but yeah, I guess their films are mostly... Yeah, I mean, it's mostly women characters. I would say Agnes Varda, but she's too good. And she can't be a film ho. Isn't she, she's isn't too she, sensitive. Oh, yeah. She's too smart I've only in seen a Cleo way five that... To, Five well, Agnes Varda is such a classic, wonderful. She's not a film. You also home. just can't say anything about her. No. I think Sofia Coppola, because she was like Virgin Suicide. I think like, Sofia Coppola is, is definitely the f- biggest film hoe. I, I think she's, um, yeah, and she's I think, definitely a spawner of film. She's like reeling in femininity think, in a way that's like a little film hoe. Like yeah, look, look like, mm. like but I think like I think especially the film oh uh, 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 Marie Antoinette. Oh. I didn't oh. like uh, that was okay, definitely first a film. Of all, I love film. Kirsten. Dr- like I, I love do. Her so I did love much. that film though. I love her, but Jason like I just Schwartzman. like 
Like Sophia Jason was, Sophia was trying to pull something with the soundtrack and the period piece. She was like, and oh, they were all like fucking. buying shoes and stuff. It was just very stylistic, but in a way that left the narrative empty. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I didn't feel anything. I was kind of like, oh, this is fun. The end. You I know? felt empty. Boston Translation, though. I like that movie. Love. Also, film love, love, love. Also, wait, have you guys seen Virgin Suicides? I have. Wasn't impressed. I like the style again. It was very soft. I like the colors, the way she colored the film, mm. the way it was very. I don't know what to call it. Oh. I don't know. I didn't appreciate that kind of film, but whatever. See, like, I don't know. I'm I'm ready Jason for this like new future of film ho spawn. Film hoes. I'm ready for Lulu 20... Wang, man. Lulu Wang Lulu is going to be. Well, I haven't seen Farewell yet. Did you no, see Farewell? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I cried three times. It's not when a joke. When I asked you about it, literally you, you like were just like, mm, it's a perfect film, but I don't know <laughs> if I liked it. I that cried. Was your, oh my god! That up. was your definition That's of it. It's like okay. it was a perfect film, but not really my kind of film. I didn't you say know? my kind of film. <laughs> You're like putting words in my mouth. Yeah, that was us inventing a word. We invented. A cr- a word I will say, right just there. for lawyer's sakes, uh, Karina was the one who said it. Uh, we just got her to that place. So, there you go. Yeah. Well, I said we. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Said it. Um, so, uh, Mr. Spielberg, uh, I think after that definition of what a film ho is, I'd say we are all film hoes, don't you know? Y- you realize how much Bro. you're embarrassing yourself right now. Hey, Spielberg. Wait, I where just are my pants? I thought that this was a dream. When you were... <sighs> oh, no. Oh, are we geez. done here? Are we... When you were making... Dr- no, no, no. <laughs> Spielberg, Spielberg, put that down. Put that giant just, just chandelier keep on, keep out on. of don't here in a giant bust of Spielberg's. No. Okay, well, I guess we should have gotten lawyers, Zach. That's we're not what rich I'm enough. Anyway, I'm right. When you, were making, when you were making Jurassic, you are a billionaire. How does that make you feel that all of your friends, all of your, you know, Hollywood new wave friends are all just poor millionaires, but you're a billionaire. How does that make justified. you feel? How do you feel with the amount of money you currently have? That's a very deep, deep question, Mr. Spielberg. I don't. I gotta say, it doesn't make me feel good. Now that you put it that way, I thought I would have gotten. Also, can I just can I also just say just to add to a a, to our defeat because I'm feeling very defeatist right now. Apparently, the term film ho was invented on October 13, 2018. We didn't even make it. By who? Um, somebody on Urban Dictionary called A24 Ho. <laughs> so you're telling me that the one thing you claim to have actually done that is unique, which is the word film ho, you didn't even invent. <laughs> All right, let's play the next clip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's Johnny, roll the next clip. <laughs> the next clip is a great, is another interview um, with the director of Beanpole, and he says he liked my oh, questions. Nice. He's a fellow uh, director like you. <laughs> and he's, his name's, yeah, his name's Kantemir Bulagov, and he's Russian, and he's great, and play it. Um, also talking about your Max or Alexandria Azukov, um, in an interview you talked about how he likes, he wants you to read literature yeah. um, to prepare for the movies. Um, and you also talked about with this film, you looked for paintings, uh, which as soon as you said that, I instantly thought of the painting uh, Girl with Pearl Earrings, 
that was like, as soon as you said that, that was the first thing I thought of is that painting. Um, so I think it'd be interesting for you to talk about um, the importance of looking outside of cinema to influence uh, your work and anyone's work. Well, it's really important because the cinema is the youngest, uh, it's the youngest art. So I think, and I, I agree with my master. Uh, he said that literature is must is much more stronger than uh, cinema, and I completely agree with him. And uh, the cinematography is a child, you know. If you compare it with uh, music, uh, paintings, literature, so it really it's 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 really important to um, not pay attention only in on cinema yeah um and one of the cool things about the writing itself there was uh i feel like sometimes some uh films that start off in very desolate areas they go um depressing the whole entire way like there's this one film i watched called sacred or scarred hearts uh, which is a romanian film i'm forgetting the director's name but it was a very depressing film and started off in a hospital and this film I felt it was going to be something about the birds. What? Something about the cycle of the birds or something like that, no? Oh, let's call it a scarred hearts. Oh, yeah, okay. scarred hearts. Um, uh, but I would like to know that film. No, it's fine. Um, I wish I probably should have done that. Um, but with this film, it's kind of hopeful. Like when I, at least that's when I was watching it. The I felt there was this. I mean, it's not like a happy-go-lucky film, but there is this hopefulness into it. And I know this movie is uh, influenced by the book uh, Unwomanly Face of War. And I really want to know like, what stories you saw or what, what things you might have read that influenced these characters that I thought were so strong and although so much happened to them, there still seemed to be hope in them. Um, so I wanted to know about the development of these characters, uh, Aya and Masha. I really like that you saw the hope in this film because it's really important for me the empathy to the character, to the characters. Well, uh, uh, the characters is like the mix of uh, Stan Alexievich's books, the mix of the characters of Andrei Platonov, Andrei Platonov's novels. Uh, he's my favorite writer and. Uh, his characters are so naive, are so innocent, and they're making bad choices, but you can understand it. Uh, and yeah, it was really important to mix and to bring in the film this Platonov's intonation. Yeah, I mean, it, it the characters themselves, like, uh, I... I didn't know who I didn't know if I who if I thought like Beanpole was like the good one at first, but then it seemed like Masha was also had like a lot of the, the complexity of it was uh, amazing. Um, the one other another question. Um, I'm always kind of a nut about aspect ratios. Um, I always think it's interesting why directors choose specific aspect ratios. Um, last one you did four by three, yeah. like a little box, a little like tight in, and this one. Uh, one by uh, 1.5 and what was your decision of going uh, that way instead of going like full screen like the 2.35 or like any other aspect ratio uh, because the easiest way to create a cinematography look frame it's make it in uh, 
anamorphic mm -hmm. it's like wide screen it's mm -hmm. the easiest way to create the cinematography look uh, frame so i don't know i, I just uh didn't feel right to make the white uh, shots white screen because it looks very it it it, it looked too contemporary mm. you know it, it it looked really contemporary and uh, we wanted to look wanted our story to look timeless i think mm. so that's why and it looks like painting so mm. yeah um the the story itself i feel like uh in some ways it's it's kind of the antithesis of your first film closeness um just in the fact that, that one is so much about the violence happening then and there and this one is the aftermath of it the repercussions of these violence um and i wanted to know about when you were writing this and when you're directing this like what what were some of the challenges that presented of of writing from this kind of different point of view of like the after the fact or maybe some things that were maybe easier um we're writing this different type of story i just want to when i work in the film i just want to understand my borders you know mental borders ethic borders and this stuff uh and i always try to uh i always try to challenge myself myself with the, with the with the help of my characters yeah Pretty professional, right. Sam. So, I gotta say, you. I thought I. He actually said. I remember when I asked him the question. Um, I'm trying to think back to the thing that I just heard. I asked the question about how I thought his 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 film actually made me happy. Like, that is I, good I when felt film good watching you feel it. And then he said, "I'm glad that you." Yeah. And then he said, "I'm glad mm -hmm. you felt that way." Uh, and it said it made him very happy. Miss. And I, I actually shed. I'm, I'm glad. I'm sad that this wasn't a video. Cause I'm I glad shed that you, in your seat tears. as a film critic, have learned tears. to analyze a film with language such as "it made me happy." <laughs> no, I gotta say that is a it's pretty. Over, that's a pretty good thing. burn. You overcomplicate everything. You overcomplicate everything. Peter Pan was just supposed to be a simple children's book, but you turn it into this weird phallic thing with with with, like, uh, with like, robin yeah, williams all these like metaphorical freudian stuff going on it's like psychoanalyzing the crocodile was obviously just, a giant penis metaphor it obviously was a giant penis you had some latent stage freudian shit going on and you just You're wanted right. to throw You're that right. into you should have directed yeah. it you should have directed it I, I wasn't saying that but what i am saying yes. is zach this next clip is dedicated Me? to you because this next clip is uh, another e interview in which we interviewed sound mixer and designer uh, Ai Ling Lee. And Ai Ling Lee told Zach here that he needs to go to the yes. doctors because he has a problem. So <laughs> let's play this clip. What we have today, Ai Ling Lee. Uh, she's been nominated for an Oscar uh, two times. Uh, she's been a sound mixer and editor uh, for movies like Waterboy, Spider-Man 2, Watchmen, Deadpool, La La Land, and most recently, uh, First Man. Uh, so thank you and welcome, Eiling Lee. Very quickly, it's actually four times. I was about to say, I see on your IMDb page, it's four. Oh, my bad. Yeah, oh. uh, both times were double nominated. 
Oh yeah, uh, sorry. Thank you for the correction. It's she was nominated uh, four times uh, for sound mixing and sound uh, editing for La La Land and as well uh, for First Man. Uh, thank you for that. I also edit film, I like uh, like videos, and I always find like sometimes I have like some ear like ear troubles. Is there like is there a way to reduce like your ears from hurting? Uh, like after. Like, is there a certain type of headphones or environment where your oh. ears aren't hurting so much? Like, I've um, had to go to the doctors. <laughs> yeah, I think you should go to the doctor. And uh, yeah, okay. uh, uh, I mean, for, for us, you know, um, we tip, for me, for, you know, uh, design or, or mixing, um, we typically don't use headphones as much. And I think um, if you use headphones a lot, and 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 you play it loud obviously um i think that's one of the fastest way to um affect your hearing um but say you know sometimes we have to work on a, a, a loud sequence like sometimes uh say uh, a, a three minute sequence could take like eight hours to do um and, you- and if it happens to be a loud bombastic sequence then you know you need ear breaks, um, mm-hmm. and we normally you know if we are mixing we normally monitor at eighty five dB SPL, um, but sometimes you know especially like bright loud sounds, um, you gotta be like a little careful about it and and you know um, maybe um, take a little break like a five ten minute break every two hours or something. Um, and that way too, you otherwise your ears get compressed and you may like, otherwise like the next day when you come back and you listen to it back and you, you, you go like, Oh, uh, what did I just do? Because <laughs> as your hearing gets more compressed, um, you know, you get some people, um, will end up losing, um, the higher end of their hearing or, 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 um, adding too much high end because your ears were tired, but for me, when my ears are tired, it gets extremely sensitive. I, I really like yeah, that. So basically, so there, this is an Oscar and Oscar nominated, a four-time Oscar-nominated uh, sound mixer telling me that I should go to the doctors. And just to I, let everybody know, yeah. I've gone I've heard to the that doctors I agree with here. two times. Uh, I gotta tell you, I feel I feel like we, it's just too easy for this guy. <laughs> why do we, it is really easy? Why are we even saying anything? It, just, it, it's like we just keep fighting, Zach. Maybe Spielberg really has a no, point. Maybe we should just no. get together and work out. A, oh no, okay, we no? have to fight right. him. Honestly, Mr. Spielberg, if we don't come up with a way to end this, I will have to do nothing but fight you. You have no security well, guards. This next clip isn't going to help huh? because this next clip uh, is Zach forgetting or not oh, knowing what the promising. word ladder means. Well, I don't means. need to know. Uh, and it. <laughs> I don't need to know what that word is to fight <laughs> and, a seventy-seven-year-old man. No, but this is. I mean, I thought it was a funny clip, oh. but I mean, it, it is. I I did get pretty angry at you, and but so here's the clip where. Uh, you you don't know what the word mat ladder means and you admit it on air. All right, here it is. We should probably move on to our topic, which uh 
okay. once again, we weren't entirely on the same page. When you said I gave Sam two options for a discussion, and one was New York Film Festival or movies based in New York. Now you said you said let's mm-hmm. talk about the latter, which means mm-hmm. wouldn't that be New York Film Festival? Since I said that first, yeah. No, that's not what latter means. Latter is the last one. Oh really? Is that how? Is that the trick? It's latter yes. later. Former is the first. Latter is the last. See, to me, the they last. sound both the same. Former, latter. Latter, later, former. It just, the, the, the human language. I'm sorry. Can we That just doesn't make sense. Latter is honestly, the word. I think, I would be better with language like sign language or the clicking sign language, like noise. Because everybody can click. Everybody can hand movement. But latter, former, it just it's confusing. Anyways, I did some research on the New York Film Festival for nothing. <laughs> oh. But I mean, I understand more about movies based in New York more so. Anyways. So Spielberg, can you see what I'm I dealing saw a with? little I saw a little you giggle. Saw a giggle. I saw a tiny hint. Yes. I, I saw a giggle. I saw a giggle. As well. By the way, that is actually um, if we do get canceled here today, that oh. I'm writing a book, a memoir of my time here, and it's called "I Saw a Giggle," a biographical yeah. um, entry by Zachary Ferguson. Make sure you include undecided. the word "ladder" in that book. Well, Zach. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Man. All right, but Zach, can you tell us some of you? <laughs> so, darn it, I, let me. Spielberg he is, is on like... fire. I mean, who's that guy from the the roast uh, thing? Who's like the king of the roasts? Seth. No. Seth Farland. Mr. Spielberg, you love mm. comedy roasts. Do you know the guy? He's like. I want to let you figure this one out on your own. <laughs> oh, damn. He's a guy. Man, he's got a... Spielberg. Are you just like this on set? Yeah. I always. I bet you wonder what I imagine Spielberg set. I've always wondered that, and now I'm. <laughs> Oh, you know, it doesn't even matter that I'm not wearing pants right now because I could not feel any worse. No. Uh, except I can't figure out if this is a rash. I don't, I don't or want a you guys to be or too something dumb. else. This is your last leg. episode, after all. All right. So you know. Oh, thank you. Take it in. Move on with your life. Find something you're good at. You know. All right, Zach, you should play some. Of your uh, well, clips. I gotta say, if Sam, if, uh, if a lot of Sam's clips were showing how dumb I was, uh, well, actually, this doesn't show how dumb Sam is. One of my favorite clips of this year was when Sam did a solo mission to the Cannes Film Festival, and it's been. See, that's something that you okay. like. Yeah, Cannes. You like, you know, <laughs> being in a tour. Actually, I don't think you ever went to Cannes. I mean, have he's you ever probably been to Cannes? I think I have. I don't he's think he's been, been to Cannes. Have you ever? Have you been to Cannes? You know, I go to a lot of things. I'm busy. Didn't really answer. I'll take that as a a no. I have no idea what Cannes is. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't think that's how it's pronounced. So uh, just to hear something that Spielberg has never done. (laughs) It's pronounced Cannes. I don't know. He's making me self-doubt myself. It could be pronounced Cannes. I don't know how else to pronounce it. Anyways, this is the clip of Sam um, um, talking shit on a 
production company. Listeners, um, this was one of the worst parties I've ever been to. Um, think of any production company that pretends to be a production company that's mostly run by old white men and feign um, interest in anything that's actually good and just are just a mockery of film in general. And this was it. It's called California Pictures. So let's let's put this on blast now. Uh, California Pictures. We went to their party. And it was literally ten people there, all of the men. And me and Trashhead Productions walked in. And uh, there was there was a general aura of of discomfort fairly immediately on. Um, uh, all the old men had their arms around much younger men, and uh, we got there because of this guy named James something. I forget his last name, so who cares? And he. He brought us in, got us a glass of, of rosé. We come in, and we're standing on the balcony, right? We're watching, we're just, oh, this is kind of a cool spot. We're seeing the world, we're seeing France, we're seeing the, the, the Mediterranean up close. James come over, immediately starts talking about how much bigger this party was and all this other shit that I just didn't care about. Just giving us his card that he was so proud of that was made by a second grader. And uh, then his friend came over, Marcel something. Marcel takes the one woman in uh, a Cami Violet in... Uh, trash head and kisses her repeatedly on the cheeks more than France normally does like 10 times and it was pretty aggressive and then goes in to talk about how he has a short Anna in can uh, and Anna I guess is like in the, the competitive short thing and um yeah, and then and then and then proceeds to go on about how everyone in the uh, can uh, the 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 short uh, corner, like the the can um, filmmakers corner showcase. I'm probably not saying that right. <sighs> yeah, okay, everyone in the, in this in this in, in what basically what trash head is in means nothing. And he says that whoever is in this in this uh, filmmaker's corner means nothing, and he keeps saying it over and over. Means nothing. Means nothing. And finally, we say like, Trashens in this 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 part of can that you're talking about that means nothing. And this guy continues to say, "Well, don't you understand this this." Being in this, like, I'm not trying to offend you, but it means nothing. And it was the most blunt 
and maybe it says something about the fact that I'm a guy and I just haven't really seen this as as upfront as I have seen it today of just blatant toxic masculinity of just a man just completely demeaning anything beneath him and like not somewhat being just ignorant of it but knowing like still it's just so belittling all right let, let, let's hurry this along <laughs> let's hurry this along i think we should just we have a few left all right um, um so here's one where you talked about pilots yeah, or no, something. Uh, yeah, yeah this another, is just a little another clip from our TV very episode. very first episode we are going to be uh, the Bible on everything cinema. Uh, so once we have the caller situation set up, please call in and give us your opinions. Um, is that a good idea? Should we have call-ins? Well, why not? I feel like that's that's uh, the it, it's something that like I feel like we wanted to have more show? of a conversation. Why why wouldn't you want to have call-ins? Because we have no way of screening them. Uh, well, that's part of the fun. I just want to say out to you listeners, I love you, but um, I'm a cynical man. All right. Well, don't listen I to think. Zach. Uh, we we will have Collins. Uh, that and... opinion is true. That opinion is true. What opinion? That, that... we will have Collins? No, no. Like my opinion that uh, people are crazy. <laughs> There's no that one's going to be crazy fact. calling in. If it is, I mean, it's good radio. Know. Why uh, are you scared of I change? Just... I just think we're going to be talking about something and then, like, someone's going to call and go... Well, then, hey, 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 if someone calls in and randomly makes that sound effect, you know what we can do? We can say goodbye and we can turn it off. Or we can ride the wave. That puts me in a bad vibe. That that puts me in a bad vibe. Well, I'm I'm... sorry you're so sensitive. But this is is the big world we live in now. What's wrong with being sensitive? Nothing's wrong with being sensitive, but... But you know what's sensitive? What? Film news. <laughs> hey, TV, you know, we, we like TV. I'm... Wait, when was the first TV episode? Uh, I'm already forgetting. Uh... Spielberg. You what? did a whole episode what are you talking on about? live TV. You did this pilot episode. Do um, I know more about your podcast oh yeah, we, than you do did. about it? We did do that, yeah. <sighs> we... I think so. All right, just yeah. play the clip. Play the clip. I'm feeling defeated, honestly. Let's just get this over with. All right, that was uh, <laughs> that was. All right, I think we we have time for maybe. We got one, one more, more clip. clip, and this is the clip. This is honestly, I love this clip. This is. Probably the best example of Sam and I's different mm-hmm. opinions on things. It is from our protagonist episode where um, we Sam argues about the fact of what protagonist okay. stands for. And so That's I fight here. him on it. It's really good. Play the clip. See, like that was that was pure anger. You can't get that anywhere else. You know? But I, I would like to raise the stakes huh? one second. A little bit later in that clip, I realized something about you. And I think this is one of the greatest things about this show, Zach, between you and I, is I realized something about you I didn't know that? before. That you truly like protagonists that are one that 
are black and you like it when protagonists are black and white. Uh, you like it when they have a very clear they have a very but, clear but perspective. Here's the thing, I know things. that's kind of a sarcastic thing, so I'm going to say that I like protagonists as black and white, but I like my antagonists as gray as T. As Earl okay. T, gray Earl First T. Off, there's there's black T. Yeah, I but drink black tea. Second off. Get this. Second off. What? Second off, I didn't mean it sarcastically. Really? I but I thought you I thought, I thought you hated touching. black and white. I like that we have different Me opinions. Me too, That's Sam. Man, I don't know what I'm going to do without this podcast. This, this sounds like I, something gonna we have can to... discuss off there, <laughs> honestly. Mr. Spielberg, let's just play the clip as I cry. I don't know. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. I'm looking deep into my mind because a long time ago, I read the entire uh, Webster's Dictionary, and it's coming up. I think, off the top of my head, protagonist is the leading character or one of the major characters in a drama, movie, novel, or other fictional text. So it has nothing about their their like their um arc i think it's just the the, the main character but the, oh wait the what here's another here's another def definition uh is the main character of the story is the center of the story makes key decision and experiences that consequences their decisions so protagonist it could be travis bickle that or the doesn't Joker. make sense i don't i don't agree with that definition because well, that definition is the de that's saying like I don't agree with banana. But no, I but this is why. This out. is why. This is why. If the definition is they see, um, they make decisions and they suffer the consequence of their decisions. Yeah. Then that's the same thing as an anti. Like the antagonist also makes decisions and then also said like every single character in a movie makes decisions and suffers the consequence of their decisions. Yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. Reality. No. I don't think that's I don't think that because the first definition is different. Like your first definition is different from your second definition. So there's obviously different look, interpretations of what a protagonist is. This is literally from Webster Miriam Miriam Webster. Okay. The principal character in a literary work such as a drama or a story. The leading actor or principal character in a TV show, movie, no, book. No, so extra. that was the that was your first definition, and that one makes sense. The second definition you gave is different, so I don't agree with the second definition. You can't... You, okay, I mean, okay, sorry. I guess life is all about pushing boundaries. But, but the, No, but why I'm arguing about this is that you are giving me two separate definitions, and they are both they are different. The okay, no, they're not. Okay. Tell me the second definition again. The leading actor... Or principal character in a TV show, movie, book, etc. Wait, what was the first definition then? The principal character, okay. which might as well Sorry. be the lead actor. The principal character in a literary work, such as one of the, the thing. Art. Play back the tapes. One of the things that you said was someone who suffered or suffered, who who made an action and then suffered the consequences, which well, I do not. Like a, that was a side definition. Yeah, so I was focusing on that. I well, guess. this is coming straight up from Marion Webster. Okay. okay. Forget okay. about anything else I said. Okay. Okay. I get that. I get the main figure, one of the most prominent figures. I'm seeing the leading character is one of the major. Yeah. So that is. So I get our definition that. today shouldn't be about protagonists. We want to talk about heroes. No. I. No. I'm saying I agree with that definition. 
Because, but I'm just saying from my, I think another interpretation of it, something I've learned in classes and other things, because this also, I feel like, applies to not just, it also applies to a variety of different things. I like the definition more, and I think you can challenge the definition if it sees if it holds up, is someone who we follow their, their arc. Um, we follow their, but just to make it simple, really to, to make it simple. Last week we talked about people like, you know, the Joker or the, you know, the pollution and invent inconvenient truth, you know, the bad guys. Now we're talking about people who are trying to be better. Okay. Are trying they, to though? Do- I don't think they're trying like, but like antiheroes are not trying to be. Sometimes they're not trying to be better. Well, that's the thing. Anti, we're not talking about antiheroes. That's going to be a whole other conversation. But antiheroes are protagonists. <laughs> they are, and uh, the Joker is an uh, antag- I mean, is a protagonist. An antagonist is just somebody who's trying to go up against. So wait, the uh, you keep going back and forth. Sorry, we are talking about protagonists, which includes yes, but- antiheroes. So why are we not talking about antiheroes? Oh, okay. Well, I guess when I said about this topic for today, I was hoping to really – I thought protagonist meant more hero. Now I'm looking up the definition, and I don't want to talk about antiheroes. I want to talk about just heroes. Okay. Well, then this is – what we talked about antagonists yesterday or last week. Why are we not talking about – pro? like we can talk about both antiheroes and heroes. They're both protagonists. Fine, let's do it. Roll All right. it. All right, we're 30 minutes in, so I guess now we have the thing that we're talking about. And um, we're number two on iTunes. <laughs> I mean, maybe we're going to be number two, because maybe this is something that people are like, they don't know what they're talking about as well. So maybe we're, we're putting this uncertainty out into so the maybe, open. Maybe the episodes that's on there, maybe that's why that's number two and not these other ones where we just... Yell at each other. Confused. Well, uh... I mean, I think part of it is you don't know what words mean. You don't know what words are. (laughs) And I'm not saying that as just a talk back. You are. You didn't know what ladder meant. The one time I was just like, how about the ladder? And then you were just like, oh, okay. I guess that means the first one. And it was like, no, that's not what we mean. Anyways. um, Yeah, look, I have street smarts, baby. You know... Did that change your mind you know, at all, Mr. That was heart right there. Anything? It didn't, to be honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're honest. All right, Sam. Hey, Zach. I, let's... I, I'll go get my okay. coat. Right. Let's... You know what? I want to say one last thing to you, Mr. Yeah. Spielberg. I want to say one that last thing. When I was five years old, I watched... I watched Jaws for the you first did. time. You did. And it really scared me because I watched it way too young. Mm-hmm. And when that head popped out I of the boat, I was like, why would you do that? Why would you include that scene that is meant to scare me? I don't understand why you would want to scare me, a five-year-old. Yeah. It's a that's, moving that's story. I have to say. Was... Why did you scare Beautiful. me? Beautiful. You shouldn't have. And, and you know what? Right, I, I, have, I have something for here. you, Mr. Spielberg. Okay. 
Did you just slap? Oh my goodness! You just you just guys. Do you just slap Mr. You know what? I just slapped him, but he doesn't look phased at all. It was just kind of a shock because I was just about to say, you know what? That story. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Moved me. It really made me want to give you your show back. But after that slap, I'm not sure Uh, if I feel the same anymore. You know what? Damn it! Uh, Okay, let. I guess we got to get out of here. All right, let's get out of here. Wait, hey, uh, what? what what's going on here? Can it be? What's going on in here? It's, Is that? It's me, Martin Scorsese. It's Scorsese! I, I know you're Martin Scorsese. You're a great director. Uh, I know you've sold your soul to Netflix, but you, truly there is no saving this podcast. It is really not worth your time, I promise. Oh, Steve, oh, St- oh, Stevie. What's going on, buddy? Hey, listen, man. I, I, I heard what you've done with this show, uh... I have to say it's very inappropriate. I, I, I think I need you to get out of here. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, shots fired. He's going at it. Sorry, I'm really, I don't know what to say. <laughs> E.T. fucker. Yeah, you fuck E.T. on set. Is that what you did, you little pervert? You fucked E.T. Okay, fucking taxi dickless driver. You got something behind your Oh, it's a middle finger. Fuck you, uh, Stevie. Uh... Oh, no. This is the man who's going to. I, I will gladly leave. I've been wanting to leave this for a very long time. Goodbye, fuckers. That Spielberg is really much sassier in person than what I think I've come Seriously. to believe. I feel like Spielberg and is. And he kind of had like very sassy. Yeah, person. and he he also blew like he also tipped over a trash can on the way out like. <laughs> Kind of a jerk move. Yeah. Well, he kind of stumbled over I it think, like a like a like a I stumbling think he was a little fool. Drunk. Um, I think he was, I think he was more than just drunk. I think he he you know was taking some o- opioids. opioids and, hey, that's something uh, you uh like, Martin Scorsese. Meatballs and Mean Streets. The Mean Streets too. Meatballs, uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Anyways, yeah. thank you very much, Martin Scorsese. I got all this net money, all this Netflix money. They paid me a, a huge amount of money for The Irishman. I took that and I invested it in the show, and now I'm going to tell you what I want to do with this show, okay? Every week, you guys are going to have one of my boys on, okay? Joe Pesci, De Niro, Leo. Every week, it's going to be a new one of them. Martin Scorsese just gave us a check um, to make this uh, podcast. Next year, two th- 2020, we are going to make things bigger. Better better we actually might even go back in time i don't know and Things also this nuts. is this is for real um, so tune in next Guys, year this, this, is, this real. is real we just got accepted into the sundance film festival and worker we did just get accepted into the sundance film festival we'll figure out if how to do, do that listen I'm, I'm working on a new movie uh it's called the irishman 2 uh another side of irish as Irishman 3, never knew I was Irish. Irishman 4, my big fat Irish wedding. <laughs> All right, bye. bye. Thank you, Martin Scorsese. All right, I gotta, I'm late to pick up my mind. I gotta go. Till next year, Let's say it, toge- Let's say it together, Sam. Our last line. Three, two, one. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> I like you.